0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: If you'll share it out, I've got a, we've got a real special guest. We have got a real special guest today. Um, and Todd Abrams. And we're going to tell you a little bit about who, who Todd is. Um, and he and I became very good friends through, we met through some mutual friends. So I'm with the Apex group. I'm in the RTA Syndicate, which is uh, Andy Frisell and Ed Miletz. I'm also in the Apex. And I had a chance actually, Ramona and I, to go to Apex Live last week and actually got to speak on stage. And uh, man, spending time with Ramon in person, you know, he's just a, a great guy. We had a heck of a good time. And I actually had my wife travel with me, which she doesn't get opportunity to do very often. And And we had a really, really good time in Dallas, Texas. And uh, and I had a lot of fun speaking on stage in front of people, and pouring and uh, pouring into everybody. But uh, the founder of that is a guy named Ryan Steumann. And Ryan Steumann introduced me to a gentleman named Todd Abrams. And I tell you, being in, in this community and reaching out to people and making those connections. And, you know, you hear our our friend Bradley say, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. And, you know, the more you show up and serve others and give back, the more it comes back to you tenfold. So, Ryan Steumann introduced me to a gentleman named Todd Abrams. And I'm like, well, 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 who who is Todd? He said, well, Todd is the co-founder and CEO of Icon Meals. And I said, Icon Meals? I said, is that that really good, uh, meal prep company that a lot of people use. I see their ads and, and the founder that's all Jack, you know, he's just, you know, you know, <laughs> takes very good care of himself, works out, obviously eats right. He's like, yeah, I said, you need to, you need to meet him. So I had the opportunity to to meet Todd. And since then he and I be, became good friends and, uh, he's a great guy. And we were talking about our guests, you know, typically on Fridays, We typically bring a guest on and I, you know, I like to share my network with people. I like to share stories. I like to pour in and and how we can learn from others. So we were our our team uh, was talking this week and said, hey, why don't we bring in Todd? And luckily, Todd made clear his schedule and made himself available. And we want to talk about, you know, health. We want to talk about his story. We want to talk about his amazing company. So, Todd Abrams, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Breakfast with Champions. We appreciate you uh, adjusting your very busy schedule to come join us. But wel- welcome to Breakfast with Champions.
2: Thanks, Scott, for having me. I appreciate it. It's an awesome opportunity. And when Ramon reached out, uh, just uh, perfect timing. And uh, just love to chat with great people and listening to to Tom there speaking before. Just a lot resonates. And just sounds like you guys have a great community to uh, to speak with you guys today.
1: Absolutely. So, Ramon, you want to un, 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 unmute and say hello and, and introduce yourself? Absolutely. And I, and I would also like to introduce you to uh, Adam Smith, which is a really good, he's a co-founder of this group called the Savage Initiative, which is a partnership between us three. It's a community we're building about, you know, becoming pouring in and helping people become better leaders at, at home and, and in their businesses and community. But, but Ramon, I want to introduce you to Todd.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Scott, thank you so much. And Adam Smith, let's hear your voice, brother. Say hello. Reintroduce yourself to the BWC community as well. Say hi to Todd. Let's get Adam's voice here. And then Todd, the four of us are going to have a great conversation. Adam, talk to us, brother. Good
4: morning from the great state of Illinois. I'm in northern Illinois right now on my, uh, my nonstop and continued journeys all over the country, teaching people how to become better assets protectors. Uh, for themselves, their families, and their communities. It's good to good to see you guys. Good to hear your voice, Ramon. As always, you, you beautiful people, you and Scott, and everybody else in the uh, Breakfast with Champions crew.
3: Absolutely. Now with that, let's dive right into it. Adam uh, and Scott and myself and Todd. You're in the hot seat, Todd. But as we start off, Todd, take a few minutes, Todd, if you can, and just introduce yourself uh, to people. I know you could. Your introduction could be hours long if you wanted, but take a minute or two and help us understand where you've been. Mm -hmm. where you're at today and Todd I'm curious where you're going and I must say you're a humble guy but I must say Todd watching your interviews I've never seen somebody whose even their knees were so fit it was annoying Todd (laughs) the mic is yours
2: thanks Ramon and uh, I, I guess I'll start my story from that that's uh Probably just the last few years, right? Uh, I grew up not like that. I grew up actually the fat kid. I grew up with a nickname, Lumpy, for most of my life. So I think part of uh, this company, Icon Meals, is really it's more my uh, passion project. Um, just a quick background: I grew up not in the states. So I grew up in Canada, and actually just came back from uh, three months being up there. I was actually stuck up there, so that's a different story. But if the uh, outs and abouts and house come out, that's where that accent comes from. So. Um, I grew up in a weird industry my dad actually uh, owns funeral homes and cemeteries so grew up there had first business actually started um, in a technology based business software development application development um, built that up we sold that that business um, had another business for the past 14 years until 2014. um so in, uh, data centers we did a bunch of cloud computing most of you guys probably on the call know wordpress um, Barry and Matt are good friends of mine. They were, uh, we were the first ones to ever host them. So when they started the business of WordPress, we had, I remember still Matt working at CNET, had two servers. And uh, over those 14 years built that company up to uh, quite a good size, 220 employees. Sold that company in 2014. Um, and then people go, wow, why'd you get into food? And uh, for me, like I said, it's it's more a passion project. I truly believe if um, you can use food as a tool, right? And if you know how to use food in different things, it really becomes that, um, I call it like, like it's a tool or resource to really impact and make change in people's lives. And it's not only on the fitness side, it's on like the mindset side. There's just, uh, as we know, especially over the past couple of years, we see all the different um, issues with obesity and health and stuff. And and there's just, I'm passionate about that. And um, looking at to create this company, we had, uh, there's a lot of other, people in the marketplace back in in 14 when I started it. And I just didn't like what they were doing. There was different preservatives, this and that. And I'm really picky and I just wanted things done a certain way. So we, um, I met my partner whose background um, culinary he was the head chef at omni hotels marriott four Season, et etc and just the, the combination of the two just worked well together my my background in marketing business finance um and, and again the passion just pushing it forward so we started building out um, custom meals based on dietary requirements macros um, all the different things that were important to me at the time and uh it's just it's progressed from there it's really just uh, again it's it's we've been blessed where don't need salespeople in the organization. It's really been through word of mouth, um, through growth. We do things um, quite a bit differently. There's a lot of companies out there, and it's not going to be a, a big spiel and icon, but just, uh, again, what we do is different, right? There's a lot of things that we could do to, I'll call it, make more money, do different things here and there, and it's it's more about just the quality for us. Um, it's, it's, we, we've gone slower in different areas, really, to just um, ensure that we have um, the pieces met we, we always have uh, led with integrity um, again none of our, our product is it's all fresh it comes in fresh we, we do a lot of different things in regards to having like a raw room so everything on meats is all done by ourselves we're, we're a, a full USDA um, inspected facility which for you guys that don't know what that means it's more or less like having an IRS agent live with you um, for pretty much 10 hours a day so they inspect everything they're they're really uh into you um and into all the the, the quality um aspect of it and, and again it's just it's not apples to apples so when when you go out there i just i question people all the time hey do you really know how your food is prepared and, and sort of what's going in there and, and for us um we work with a lot of um i'll call it charities and stuff as well so we've done a lot with minis food pantry boys and girls club and again it's for us giving back i think one of the biggest things is just people being undernourished and um just really don't have the um the expertise or even like the, the biggest question is, Hey, I know I need to eat better, but what do I need to eat? And uh, I think that's really, it's a lot of um, re-educating the consumer. And, um, again, you guys all know the big companies out there. It's all about money, right? It's about, it doesn't matter the ingredients, it's the cereals, this and that, and just marketing, marketing, marketing. That's what people see. And we're going and what we're putting in our body is just, it's for a lot of the times it's just so toxic and, and poisonous. So uh, again, just, um, passionate about what we're doing, where we're going, looking to, um, absolutely expand. Um, and for me, it's about helping people find and follow it's called healthy nutrition, right? Education, um, working with the, the, in a corporate marketplace now, and just again, um, a lot of different partnerships. We do all the food for uh, UFC at the PI. We work a lot with the NFL combines do a lot with, um, I don't know, WW and a ton of just different corporations now, especially over the past couple of years do a lot with, um, all first responders, we've had a big initiative there. We donate a ton, um, especially over the past two years, to um, all sort of first-line workers. Um, so, again, again, passion is really what what leads us and sort of um, in guiding us to be able to sort of um, expand in that way.
3: I love that, Todd and Scott and Adam, what I'd like to do, I have about five or six key questions that I have for Todd uh, based on the interview he had uh, with somebody else. And so I'd like to uh, go through those and invite Scott and Adam, you both to comment uh, briefly on all these points. And then if we can, gentlemen, let's leave at the 45 to the hour, you know, 15 to the hour. Let's open it up to the BWC audience. Scott, does that sound good to you, Scott, Adam, Todd, if not, let me know. But is that cool? We can roll that way.
1: Hey, Ramon, that's 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 totally fine with me. You know, what What I would like to just say real quick is um Todd, I agree with you. You know, we we preach uh, health, right? We've got to have our health first. That's why on the airplane when they say, you know, uh, always grab your oxygen mask if anything yep. happens and put it on you first so you can help everybody else that's on the plane. And so many times we, you know, you'll see people win in business, but then their health is terrible or yep. they're really healthy. And then they're not very good in business. And I agree with you. Most of the time I make poor decisions. On food it's because I don't do meal prep I don't I think meal prep either personally you do it individually which most people just don't have they don't want to give up their time to do it maybe they're not skilled enough to do it but I think that that having a healthy diet you know even if you work out all the time like there's sometimes I work out three times a day but if I decide to go hurry up and say who's going out to lunch go go describe me something That is the the convenience and the lack of discipline. But I think most people's problem is it's it's the convenience and their lack of discipline is the reason why we eat bad. Is that is that correct? Is that what you see? Is that what the numbers show?
2: Yeah, 100 percent, Scott. So the, the biggest thing for us is really when we started Icon, it's it's about that element of convenience. You're exactly right. You hit the, the, the nail on the head because it, it's about like we all live busy lifestyles, right? Especially as entrepreneurs and listening to, to Tom even before, like talk about balance and different things. Right. It's it's a bit that element of convenience. And um, I don't know, I've, my mentor, who was a billionaire, passed away. I always had to have two things in business. And the first thing was you have to have a solution to a problem. Right. And the solution to a problem for icon was really that element of convenience, being able to to add that convenience. And the second thing in any business I've ever had, you have to have residual or recurring revenue. And I look at food as that element because it's not like I don't know if you have a widget or you have like a, a type of protein or something right where it's say hey, you're going to buy it once a month we all know we eat, we eat multiple times a day. So the average consumer for us buys three to four times a week. So it's a, I mean, it's three to four times a month. So from that standpoint, it's really about being able to educate, but it is that element of convenience. Like for us, I don't know if let's just say busy soccer, busy executive um, female, maybe she's going to pick up the kids right from soccer. I don't know, she can pick up 12 kids, bring them home and she can feed them five star chef prepared meals on, I don't know, paper plates in a matter of one to three minutes, but then later on her husband comes home and she can have that same five star chef prepared meal ready in one to three minutes on bone China with a glass of, I don't know, vino. Right. So uh, again, just tying into that because we do make bad decisions when we're hangry. Right. My, my biggest thing is now over the past seven years, I've been spoiled. I hate going to the grocery store because I'm, I'm hungry when I typically go to the grocery store or convenience store and I'm grabbing the wrong decisions. But when it's prepared, And I have it ready, just like preparation in any area of our life, business, whatever that is. When you're prepared, you make good choices. And um, for us, at least at the worst case for ICON, I say, we're helping people make a better bad choice.
4: Ramon, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in on this because I think Absolutely. he's, I, I love, I love, I love what I'm hearing, Todd. I, I love it so much. Todd's I, I, uh, I started a company called Savage Freedoms and, and Scott was telling you about the Savage Initiative and the Savage Initiative is a, is a, a movement that, to help people become better protectors. And, and i travel the country teaching law enforcement military and private civilians how to shoot how to become better protectors and ultimately better assets for their family and one of the pieces that we talk about a lot is this phrase you just pass on parabellum if you want peace prepare for war and preparation is is the preparation of all aspects right it's a body mind spirit finances and on top of that the skills and and mechanics on how to actually protect your family uh, and provide physical protection for your family. And one of the number one issues that I run into across the board, it doesn't matter if it's law enforcement, private civilians or the military is is nutrition and uh, health and fitness. And I know for me, it's always been a battle because I'm always on the go. What, 17 years in the military, the the chow that we would eat in the military wasn't super mm-hmm. um, nutrient dense. It wasn't really good quality food. And now as a civilian, you know, I've I put 65,000 miles on my pickup truck since December of last year, wow. traveling all over the country doing training. And I know like having icon meals because I actually order some food from you guys, having icon meals on hand has changed the paradigm with regards to my ability to eat healthy. And I, I, I just, I really love what you're saying, man, because it's so true. I, I would love to hear about this idea that, you know, you started your business with integrity and you're trying to move it with integrity. Um, a guy once told me, I would rather make a slow nickel than a fast dime. Yep. Where's your company
2: at with this? Yeah. So th- that's a big thing. Like for us, it's pretty crazy, actually, because like we've looked at how do we expand, right? So we've gotten even co-manufacturers on the East and West Coast. And after eight months of development and different things, I just can't. Come to to terms with putting my name on the product that they want to deliver because first, under USDA inspection, a lot of people the biggest thing is proteins, right? So beef, chicken, like fish, whatever they don't want to prepare it. So no one wants to prepare it in house because that's where USDA is all over you. So like I said, we have our own raw room. We've made that decision from day one. We're probably one of only two companies, um, maybe three in the U.S. to do this. And like so, everything is hand trimmed, is prepared, is and, and that's not the case for most meal companies. And again, not throwing anyone under the bus. Like we buy all our I'll call it competitors' food on a monthly basis, and some of the stuff I just it blows my mind. I I just so a lot of these companies go out and they buy um, pre-frozen, pre-cuts, et cetera, right, and then they're just more or less that that a packer just putting it in there. So again, it changes the nutrients, it changes a lot of different things. So, but again, it's cheaper, right? So I go, holy crap, well, you can make more money, but it's it is exactly what you said. We're not we're not looking short term. I'm not looking here to just flip the company. It's not just hey, it's ten cents, twenty five cents you can save. It's really about what what that quality is and how does it impact? Because if not, we become exactly what I just talked about at the start. We become that cereal box manufacturer that has all the crappy ingredients in, but we're pushing it and what our kids are eating it, right? So uh, again, the company has been led by that. Like example, we're in the process right now of adding a huge new customer on, right? It's 130,000 meals additional a week. And that's a, it's a big number. And again, they're, they're coming from a a background of from these co-manufacturers that are doing exactly what I'm just talking about. And they're talking about pricing. It's not apples to apples. It's apples to actually like huge watermelon differences. But a lot of these meal prep companies out there are exactly that they're just marketing engines sitting on top of a co-manufacturer. There's two big co-manufacturers in the U S that basically do product for quite a few of the companies that you guys, I'm sure are aware of it there. So I, again, for, for us, it is leading by integrity. We're going to continue that way. Um, we're not the cheapest, we're not trying to be the cheapest, but again, I guarantee like the quality is a lot different. Um, we also invested like way back in, in, um, it's a, a vacuum seal where those machines are expensive, but again, I'm not a big guy that wants to put like um any nitrogen gas or anything in a, in a flush. So when I say, um, vacuum seal, our meals actually go through a tunnel, And then I know some of you guys have seen them, but they're they're skin packed. So it's actually, it takes all the pathogens, for lack of better terminology, going through that tunnel, it sucks the oxygen out of the meal, but what does that do? It allows for longer shelf life. It allows for nutrients to to stay maintained. Um, You're not gonna get freezer burn, et cetera. So there's a lot of benefits in there, but it is a lot of costs that go into it. So, but for us, it is about integrity. It is about doing the right thing, because uh, again, like for me, I believe one of my, my calling and purpose in life is like, God put me here and saying, Hey, He's given me different sort of, I don't know, trials and tribulations through my journey, and it is about helping people through through the experience that I have and the expertise that I have in doing this, and I'm not going to lead that astray. So that's a a big, very important part of how Icon's been built and how we're going to continue to build.
3: I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, everybody, in a few minutes, we're going to have you asking questions of Tom, Scott, and Adam. So get your questions ready. By the way, uh, Todd, the, the chat is lit up. We got Tara there, uh, Linnell, <laughs> Tarico, and everybody in. Chime me in. So people are loving the conversation, Todd. And again, so, we're glad. Todd Abrams of Icon Meals, glad you're here with us. And Scott Simons and Adam Smith as well. Somebody was going to say something?
2: So that was me, Ramon. I just want to say one thing, because so so many people know that they need to eat healthy, right? But I'm a big proponent, and one of the key things is, I don't know if, I'm just going to mention this quickly, if any of you guys have ever gone and got like a full blood panel. When I ask people, hey, have you got your labs done? You got a blood panel? They're like, yeah, yeah, we, we have. Well, most people go to their general practitioner, right? And they're going to get their blood drawn, and it's going to be like, I don't know, a couple pages, and it's going to say, yeah, you're great. I don't know if you're, whatever, you're thyroid your testosterone levels your estrogen levels like kidneys etc but you really to understand how food works in your body you need to go get a full blood panel drawn because and I, i say why it's important go get a hormone specialist if you need help there i can direct you but once you know that then you have the basis it's like building a new house right like, are you building it on sand? Or are you building it on a solid foundation? And when you have that solid foundation, because people are always going to tell you, oh, you can do the keto diet. You can do this. You need to eat that. Well, don't take any of that. You need to know what's going on under the hood in your body, whether you're male, or female, and then be able to build from there because you could have food sensitivities. You could have, I don't know, different things that you've eaten for 30 years, but you could be having a reaction, right? So you're not getting the results you want. So unless you know what's going on underneath, you can't draw that blueprint sure you can take information but you can't take like what's actually working and not working so when you know that for sure that's when you're going to start seeing results and that was what i wasn't doing until i was actually 35 years right so really once you understand that it's a game changer and you guys are going to be to see results so that's what i encourage people to do um just when sort of adam's talking about preparation stuff that's the key piece before moving forward on any other, I'll call it really diet and stuff.
4: Todd, we, we always talk about this idea of before you can set a target and go after a target, you have to know your starting point. It's like land navigation. You can't get to a destination unless you know where you're starting from because that's your point of reference. And yeah. you're, you're so right. Uh, I, I had to get panels tested in twenty when I was twenty-seven years old, and I identified that my testosterone production had diminished significantly because of adrenal shock, yep. uh, and I was having a significant PTA, uh, which is uh, a pituitary, pituitary, um, thyroid, and uh, an adrenal—the connection between the three had a significant problem with the connection between the three, and a lot of that had to do with my nutrition, yeah. and. Changing, changing nutrition, uh, supplementing some hormone therapy, and going to a homework specialist has completely changed my health and the ability for me to not only have more energy, but sleep better, have more energy, 100%. perform better, and perform better in bed with my wife. Like all of those things yep. are are a part of that. And you're, dude, you're so right. Thank you for preaching information that has to be heard by the ma- heard by the masses. Uh,
3: but I love it. All right. All right. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And the chat is lit. Todd, let's talk about this aspect. Todd, you talked about don't react in the first 24 hours. Uh, give the context. I don't think you weren't talking about uh-huh. like being slow with decision making. You weren't saying that at all. But talk yeah. about that thing about taking the time to think, to contemplate before you react. And then Scott and Adam, i love your get your quick responses on that as, as sure. well. Because I know, uh, Adam, that's a key thing to you. Todd, talk about that. What does that mean? Give us the context.
2: Yeah. So I think Ramon, you're talking about the, the interview I did basically or the communication I put out when we had a big, we had a big issue in Dallas, uh, I guess a year ago where we had a freeze and it totally, for the first time ever in business, FedEx shut down, right? So we rely on FedEx and stuff. So anyways, we couldn't send out 65,000 meals. I'd do a lot of different things, but it's, it's going back to communication. And for me, Ramon, that goes back to, I'll call it, I don't know early playing sports right and then being a parent in sports there's always a rule don't react in the first 24 hours like so i don't know if a ref makes a bad call or something i'm all heated i'm pissed off i want to go through the boards jump over and but again as a parent or as a business owner you got to sit back and think okay what impact is that going to have i'm heated in the moment right but let me cool down let me take it all in and to me it's like is it going to impact me in five minutes five hours five days and really then being able to make a clear-minded better decision and better communication than I would if I was in the heat of that moment jumping in, right? So take that 24 hours, let it digest in. And that's what I, what I do typically when I have to do outward communication. Maybe I need to address something that has made it a major issue, I don't know, in business or with a group of friends, or um, like I said, something happened at, at Icon. I'm gonna take it all in, I might put a little tiny bit of communication in, but then I'm gonna allow myself to fully digest that and then be able to better communicate forward what I want to to uh, to, portray rather than just doing it in the heat of the moment so i think that's more a, for me it's been a bit of judgment it's been also a bit of maturity because before i would just jump in it's like that that parrot that's really upset he's going to I don't know, go beat up the ump or he's going to jump on the ice with the referee. So taking that 24 hours, uh, I call it the 24-hour rule. And it's it's funny because it's for all my kids' sports as well. But that's what we try to adhere to in business. That's what I try to teach and sort of um, mentor my people inside my organization as well in the different departments. Okay, take that time. Is that the judgment? Is that what you really want to portray or are you just it in that moment?
3: I think that's powerful. And Todd, one of my mentors who also passed away, his name was Mr. Chidam Abedanathan, a Hindu older gentleman when I used to work at the United Nations before I was fired. And one key bit of advice he told me in his thick accent, which I'm going to mimic in honor of him right now. Ramon, slow down. Ramon, you're angry. You're angry, Ramon. Do not write that email. Please, Ramon, come back on Monday. So he would hone that in on (laughs) me. I love that name. (laughs) You like that, right? He he (laughs) told (laughs) He taught me the aspect of slow down and and write it later. And part of what you said, Todd, also was maturity, right? I was a lot younger then, you know, a little bit, and and I've matured a bit. But uh, Scott, have you been grateful, Scott, that you've slowed down in what you do in business and investments in life that you said, let me think about this for just a bit? Have you been grateful, uh, Scott, in your own world?
1: Uh, Ramon, you know, absolutely. And that wasn't the case. You know, I think with maturity that comes, I have a situation right now. That I had to tap tap on your shoulder, say, "Hey, handle this." I got a situation with one of the companies I'm partnered in, and it is it is we have a situation that's not acceptable, and uh, we're going to fix it. But I'm literally sitting here. Thank goodness, um, showing resolve and calming everybody down through text message. Um, but I do think that comes with maturity. I think what Todd's referencing is what we all learned in sports growing up. Um, you you weren't allowed to approach a coach. Um, for 24 for 24 hours so say little Johnny is on the sidelines my son Dawson we'll take him for example and Dawson didn't get in the game or Dawson got pulled out of the game and you know we had a rule you cannot approach a coach until the next day because everybody is heated and Ramon I agree with you I think it comes with wisdom it comes with maturity and trust me I'm not perfect I make mistakes every single day but I'm watching right now all these people Basically, chew each other, you know, argue over text. and I'm sitting here just watching it. Like, I'm not even responding right now. I'm not even responding to any of it right now. Like, they they all need to put the phone down and and not text each other right now because they're all heated. I mean, they're texting with capital letters, you know, which you know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> but no, I agree, and I think that's uh, I think that's a really good practice. Um, and sometimes I'll, even my team will say, "Boss, aren't you going to aren't you going to respond to this? Aren't you going to do this?" Nope. Nope, I'm not doing anything right now. Or this customer is really upset; they're demanding to talk to you right now. Hold on a minute. Everybody just needs to slow down just a just a little bit. But Ramon, I don't know you'll ever you'll ever slow down. I've had time to spend time around you. You are a high energy guy, but you know you uh, doing that impersonation. I'm sorry, I I was here laughing hysterically, brother. You're you're very talented, and and uh, I would say Adam being in the military, you know, 17 year Green Beret. There was times on, you know, he was put in other countries, I'm sure I couldn't imagine because I respect all the men and women, brave men and women that serve our country and a lot of respect and admiration. But, you know, I would say patience and resolve, Adam, is something you had to have, even meeting with the locals and gathering intel. I mean, there was probably you were talking to people that would soon, you know, you know, kill you, then, then, then talk to you. And there you are gathering intel. How did how did patience? And- Resolve, help you, and you're a very type A personality. So how did,
4: how's that helped you? Yeah, you're right. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go after it right now sort of mentality in a lot of ways. But the the biggest problem that we run into, just like Todd's talking about, and he's not wrong. You know, there's a consideration of second and third order effects of your first order tactical actions, and and not having patience, not considering what the long term impact of your short term action will look like. Uh, can create a lot of problems and in fact usually what ends up happening is when you have a problem and you have that short-term reaction you create more problems and and create more fires that you have to put out on the back end and and i you know i've i've, I've seen firsthand not only overseas dealing with people overseas um and dealing with local tribesmen there there's a way to go about doing business in every culture and every culture does it a little bit differently. Some cultures want to sit down and talk it out and and, and have some tea first and find out how your family is and how, you know, how's life going before they get to work. Some cultures want to skip all the niceties and get straight to business. And and I think I think we could all take a lesson out of this from what Todd's saying, because he's so right. And that is simply remember that an an immediate emotional reaction is not a logical, rational response. And if you can remember that then just also remember pump the brakes before you have an emotional reaction because i promise you you're gonna you're gonna set off three or four more fires that you're gonna have to put out and possibly ruin a business relationship that ultimately will pay out pay dividends in the long run so just be cognizant and aware that you're not just jumping the gun and having a knee-jerk reaction and going after somebody take that 24-hour pause
3: Adam, you're so true. And by the way, everybody, we're gonna have your questions coming up in about eight minutes, give or take eight minutes. We're gonna have your question for Todd, Scott, and Adam. That's one, and you can uh, check out Icon Meals. Todd has not asked me to do this. This is not some slick promo. This is real knowledge, but do check out Icon Meals. We have that link right up there. Check out Icon Meals. And if you want a special discount, a BWC discount, DM me on IG, DM me on IG. DM me on IG, and I would love to share with you a special discount that we'll probably get with Scott with uh, the Tad's team. So just DM me on IG. But Adam, I just wanna go back to what you said about um, respecting cultures, Adam, at the United Nations. There's an intern from Togo. His name was Kamalan, a great young guy. And he'd come in the morning. Hey, Mr. Day, how's your family? How are you? How's your day? He taught all this stuff, and then he'd ask me for a pen. And I I was so pissed at him. Like, dude, just ask me what you want. But now with maturity, Adam, I realized that was his style. And and I've had to learn that, that I got to respect. I can't just, I'm a just, what do you want? Let's get to the point person. Um, But Adam, thanks for that. Todd, another thing you talked on, Todd, and then I can't wait to hear what Scott and Adam think about this as well. But Todd, again, hearing your interview, you talked about the principle, the concept, Todd, of believing in yourself. And I think that was wrapped around betting on yourself, if you understand what I'm asking. Can you also unpack that concept, why it's important for you, what it means, what we at the BWC community here can learn about, believing in ourselves, betting in ourselves? Even though many of us on this platform do, Todd, I think there's some things we can learn from you. Again, everybody, we're talking with Todd Abrams, founder of Icon Meals. Check out his profile, follow him. Definitely keep the chat lit. We're talking to your. we're going to open your questions soon. This is Scott Simons' segment, Scott Simons' segment. So, definitely, Scott Simons, thank you for bringing us another guest. And definitely follow Adam Smith, who we're all in partnership with for the Savage Initiative. of Todd. That question I asked you about believing in yourself, yeah. getting in yourself, talk to us about that.
2: Sure, I think it goes back to risk. People always say, oh, wow, you're like taking a lot of risk and stuff. And I, I look at risk a little bit differently, right? I just, I think, I don't know, I've never worked for anyone. So it's always been, it's up to me. And people say, well, what do you do? And I say, well, whatever it takes. And from that standpoint, it's, I tell people because the biggest thing in, in building a business or growing in life, any area, right? You have to believe in, your, in yourself. And I say, if you can't believe in yourself when you're first starting, then find someone else that can right and uh, r- sort of lean on them and uh, it's it's a lot of the time I see different people and like I want to help them, but it's to the point I can't cut off my head and put it on their body right but it, it's to me it's never about like people say, oh there's this risk and how do you like not stress out and stuff but again, when you're betting on yourself I, I, I'm confident in myself right for me it's always been a, it's like relentless pursuit every day. That's that's what I do. And and from the standpoint, if it's like sometimes when, hey, you don't know where payroll was going to be coming from or this or that, it's again, going back to having that confidence instilled in me, knowing that I'm in control. I I think people when they look at like, I don't know, working somewhere else and stuff and, and having to rely on someone else, I say to me, that's a lot more risky than being betting on like on myself and it comes from preparation it's not hey all of a sudden it just happens one day but it's been that growth like been that personal development growth the more that you pour into yourself and the more like adam said that you are prepared right taking the different um knowledge taking the different skills and putting them into place one day it just it keeps compounding it's like that sort of butterfly effect like little tiny pieces compounded day after day after day after day and it just reiterates and then your confidence level builds and and maybe you're having a bad day one day and uh, again confidence comes down but again you know that that's sort of that that skill that you have built to be able to to go back and and for me it's also like uh, again my daily time like my 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 prayer time, my scripture time, my reading time, right? In the mornings and stuff. Every single day over X amount of years, that's compounded. But again, I think it's really important, Ramon, to talk about like communities like what you guys have, like mentors, right? Like, as Scott said, he's in Apex and Arate, and I'm in 100 Million Mastermind and a bunch of other ones. But again, it's being in that network, surrounding yourself with confident, like-minded people that you're feeding off different things. And I, I think also, like, betting on yourself goes back to looking at, taking skills from other people and really what I call time collapsing, right? When you're with a mentor or you're in a mastermind or something, that time collapses and again, that's just pouring back into that. I'll call it making deposits into you. So many people make withdrawals, but they're not making those deposits that build that confidence and build that skill. And it is a skill because it has to grow. But again, going back and keeping yourself surrounded in that, that positive, like over the past years, you know, everyone's negative or so many people negative, negative, negative. But again, Believe in yourself. Surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with the right things that you're putting into your body. It's just like food. If you put bad food in your body, what are you going to feel like? You're going to feel bad. But if you're pouring in confidence, if you're pouring into personal growth, personal development, looking at the people around you and trying to take those different skills and, and build into yourself, then again, I don't look at risk as risk. It's, it's not if you're betting on yourself. It's not I'm going to Vegas and taking the odds. The odds are in my favor if I control those odds. So
3: I love it. I love it. I love it. And I hope you guys are clipping these and sharing these. Scott and Adam, I love your quick comments on betting on yourself. Before I do that, I just want to affirm what you said, Todd. It's amazing when you talked about also communities. Uh, for years, Todd, I've been uh, the, the king, one of the leading voices for small business influencers, especially serving large tech brands. That's been my foretaste. So Todd, when you talked about WordPress, I was like, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> so I've been that for many years. Recently, over the past two years, I've been in this breakfast with champions community. I'd like to think I've been a decent guy, but man, I've up-leveled myself, I've met Scott here, Amelia's here, so many others are here, Christina Howard are here, Todd. And now I'm moving into a whole new world with Scott Simons, betting on him, him betting on me, us betting on Adam and each other. This is another third community of people that I just have not been introduced to. So I'm up-leveling myself. But Adam, when you think of the word betting on yourself and then I wanna turn to Scott and then we wanna get to open questions. But Adam, talk to us, betting on yourself, believing in yourself and risk. What does that mean to you, Adam Smith? I,
4: I mean, Todd articulated it, I would say almost perfectly, you, you don't, if you bet on everyone else around you and you never bet on yourself, then you will never achieve or progress or go forward. You will never move your needle forward in any aspect that you want to do. And you know, I, like you mentioned, I, I'm 17 years in the military, I'm a former Green Beret, I've had a lot of interesting experiences. When you go to selection, you're not betting on the guy to your left and right. You're proving yourself. And, and if people would stop people would stop selling themselves short and people would stop having such fear that they're going to fail themselves there's so much fear that they're going to fail other people by not achieving or 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 by not achieving or reaching the target that they set that they never even take action and in reality they're not even failing anyone else it just becomes an excuse not to take action because they're afraid of failing themselves but but you're betting on yourself todd's right the odds are in your favor you control your mindset you control your mentality you control your ability to take action And if you are hungry and you're chomping at the bit and you don't know which direction to go that's when hey find a business coach find a mentor be a part of these mastermind groups invest in an opportunity to invest in yourself and someone can help point your energy and effort in the right direction but if you're if you're not willing to if you're not willing to drive forward you're not betting on yourself you're <laughs> waiting for someone else to motivate or quote manipulate i love that phrase a friend of mine told it to me todd will talk we'll talk offline i'll tell you the phrase is really good but you're waiting for someone else to either motivate or manipulate you into taking action if you're gonna bet on yourself, you control the odds because you control you. And if you allow the world to dictate your action, you no longer control you. You now allow the world to control you, and you've lost the bet.
3: Wow, 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 Scott Simons. When you think of betting on yourself, uh, what come what what comes uh, to your mind? And then we'll quickly move forward here, gentlemen. Open up the floor to the BWC community, Scott Simons. Talk to us.
1: I I think everybody articulated. There's not there's not much love else it. to say. I mean, when I you know when I talk to people, they say. Uh, you know, you invest in all these other companies. Yeah, the the best investment you can make, though, is into you and the companies that you manage. But both these gentlemen articulated it so well. um So
2: there's 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 not much it. else to say. <laughs> I love it. Two more things. Yeah, talk. Go ahead. Huh? So Ramon, what I was going to say is to articulate on top of. Uh, Adam, so I I see so many people waiting, when they say betting on themselves, right, or taking that risk, so many people wait for that perfect, right? And they say, oh, it's got to be the perfect time. Okay, I'm going to invest this money, or I'm going to go to this mastermind when I have this money, or I'm going to, I don't know, buy this, or I'm going to invest in more people when the time's perfect. Well, It's never perfect. And that's what I see in so many people that don't take that next step forward. So I have a phrase I use, I say better is perfect, okay? Because there's never gonna be a perfect time, but if you work on being 1% better in every single area every day, then that adds that confidence to betting on yourself, right? It's like Adam said, you're either, to me, it's you're either buying or you're selling. And most people in life are selling themselves short and they're accepting their own excuses. So I use another word. I say, I don't even know if this is a real word, but I say, you got to live an excuseless life, right? You have to be the hardest boss on yourself and you need to fire the person that's not doing what they're doing and focus on what, like achieving that next step to being better is perfect each and every day. So that perfect is like this, fallacy because it's never going to happen so once you get by knowing that and then the last piece i think especially over the past couple of years is that thief of comparison so many people because social media out there they're comparing themselves to other people's what i'll call a lot of the time is fake life because perception's not always reality and once you understand that and you go back to just really comparing yourself to you working on better is perfect every single day then that other crap of comparison of all these fake and and fallacy like profiles in other people's lives doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter and that's what you need i say like you're like this horse on the racetrack okay just to give you this sort of an analogy going down the track why do the horse have these blinders on their eyes because they need to keep focus straight ahead their eyes the, 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 the guy riding the jockey doesn't want their eyes going to the side to see what's going on they want them focused and you have to be like that right you have to have that laser focus on the track straight ahead and just working on that better is perfect every single day to get across the finish line
4: todd you know? i want to give you a phrase i want to i want to give you a phrase you have you have carte blanche permission to use it anytime you want my my uh my phrase around perfection is you can pray at the altar of perfection or you can walk down the road of excellence because perfection is a lie, but excellence is achievable. And that's that. that and that's the reality, right? If you want to be perfect, get on your knees and never move because that's yep. where perfection is located. But if you want to actually create success, get off your knees and start walking down the road and make the changes.
3: Love it. And Tarika Simmons says, yes, how y'all doing this Friday? Y'all fired up, up the hell all the way up. I am, <laughs> Tarika, glad you're here. All right, everybody, uh, we'll open up the questions, I promise you in about one or two minutes, Todd. I just love to get your input on two last things, Todd, if that's okay with you. And then we'll Good. open up the floor to the BWC community. Uh, I know you have a passion for dads. I want you to take the time to talk to dads, Todd, and we'll do that toward the end. But one thing that really endeared me to you, Todd, is the video you shared. There was a lot of floods and a lot of havoc in Dallas and just your video, how you communicated with transparency, vulnerability, clarity. You even apologized and said, listen, we could have maybe communicated a bit better. You explained the situation, explained what you were going to do about it. There was no PR person in between, no fluff, no spin. If you understand what I'm asking, where I'm going, can you just pack that a bit for me, Todd, and help us understand what we can learn how to communicate maybe my question is in tough situations what we do if, if you're able to to roll with me on that please and then feel free to mention talk to dads and then we'll open up for everybody else
2: sure i think it goes back to Ramona. a lot of people in, in in rough situations um sort of fear takes over right and a lot of people procrastinate and i think that's the biggest thing is um i've always learned like hey, i'm going to think a bit of it for a second but then I, you, you need to hit the you need to address it at that time, right? And and really going forward, the biggest thing is having full transparency. A lot of people, I don't know, make excuses and want to try to make the situation better than it is and or was, and it just needs to be addressed. I think the biggest thing and what people um, from a business, from a communication standpoint, if they're a clientele, right, that they... they um, maybe at the heat of the moment, they might not uh, appreciate or you might not think they appreciate what you 're doing, but the transparency and the vulnerability and really like putting it out there hey it's it 's not any fluff it's we 're telling them how it is and and that 's why like for us, we use a phrase um, i don 't know we try to drive a, a client centric business and client centric means doing whatever the the, the it, it, it is best for the client, right, even in like situations where hey i don 't know something happens we 're going to go address it and then work on the back end, taking care of it, even if it wasn't our fault, but making sure that they're they're taken care of up front. And I think that's how you build long-term business, you build long-term value in, in, a, in a company, is being honest, being transparent, being vulnerable, because in all aspects of anyone else's life, that's how everyone is, right? So there's no need to go hide and, and tell different things. And again, the more transparency, the more truth, the more honesty, the more integrity that you lead with in business and in your life, I, I think all good things happen, right? And it goes back to, as. I've heard you speak about many biblical principles, right? But doing the, the right thing, but leading always the transparency and vulnerability. There's no need to hide things. But again, it, it does take that bit of confidence What we just talked about believing in yourself and you have to believe in, in, in yourself. And um, again, stepping up to the plate, even though you might not be ready, stepping up to the plate and really addressing it. Um, and, and again, it's not like you, you said here, it's not going and making this big production with PR and stuff. We do everything ourselves that way. And I think we've had great um success just because I think there's a a alignment with our actual customer and and with the people that we're trying to communicate and and not trying to hide and cover up things.
3: I love it Todd. again, everybody, this is Todd Abrams, founder of Icon Meals. You can click that link at the top and check out what they're doing. Uh, Todd Abrams was brought to us by our favorite host, Scott E. Simons, Scott Simons. You can see him at least on my screen, upper left. We have Adam Smith here as well, one of our favorite uh, host moderators here in the BWC room who rolls with Scott on Fridays during this segment. And Tina Wilson, good to see you there as well, dear. Um, So listen, um, I think the, um, yeah, last thing, Todd, talk to dads. I think you have a passion for dads, dad bod. Talk about that, Todd, and then we'll open up the floor to the whole BWC community. Go ahead, Todd.
2: Yeah, we started uh, another site it's called Dad Bud Inc. And really, uh, I'm passionate about that. I, I think um, I don't know. Just for me, I say like being a being a dad, being a father, I've been blessed with, right? I have, I have three kids. I like, get 22, 18, and six. Yes, I said six. Yes, same wife. Been married 25 years. Um, so from that <laughs> standpoint, it's it just. I think when you you're a dad, right? It's really you have this responsibility and and accountability to your children. And I, I see so many dads that, and again probably some people are going to get mad at me and stuff, but overweight, not carrying like different things. And to me, like, I'll I'll use my own family, my brother, 300 pounds, he's got two twins, another kid and just doesn't care. And I'm like, I don't want that for him. I don't, it's not acceptable to me to, to be that example for your kids, right? Your kids, whether that you're speaking or not, you, you all know this, they're going to take different things and words and actions and they're going to, um, replicate those. And from that standpoint, it's, it's. I say, dad but it's, if you want to say women as well, but it's, it's that responsibility you have, right? And everything is transposed. So again, leading your life how you want, um, how you want to see how they lead. It's like not telling them what to do, just let your actions speak. So from, from that, I think it's um, building good fathers is a lot of the different things that what Adam and what all you guys here on this um, channel do in regards to just, it's preparation, it's building, that sort of clarity, that mindset, and for me, it's, uh, again, way back when I first started in business, it was all about material things, a bit the money, a bit this and that, and I, I wouldn't, I have no regrets, right, but my first, my, my two older ones, um, the mindset sh- shifted way back, it's it shifted, it's, uh, I think, more mature, and it really goes back to building those experiences, building those memories, right, being a part, being when I'm at home with my, my little guy, right, It's uh, or my family, it's not on the phone, it's being present in that moment, and again, doing things together that you're, you're building those life, lifelong memories. And again, to me, life's short. Uh, I've seen too many good friends just leave this planet way too early. And just from the dad bod side, I'm passionate about that because it gets me upset. A couple of years ago, there was a thing about, I think it was, whatever, a health club, right? Planet Fitness, and they're talking about, yeah, the average dad bod, women like this and that, and they were doing like pizza nights and beer nights right now. And I'm like, it's not acceptable. And we've changed that norm to where I'll call it overweight and fat it becomes you're accepting your own damn excuses. And I'm passionate about that because we're trying to build, like we say about honesty and integrity and all these different values, but there's also the, the part that goes back to another biblical principle, about taking care of yourself, right? And and from that aspect of it, I think fatherhood, motherhood, whatever you wanna say, but for me being a guy, it's building that, that example that you wanna be and then holding those things. It's not telling your kids to go eat healthy and then you're going, and frigging drinking beer and eating wings or going in the cupboard and shoving your mouth full of chips and different things, but you just told your kids you couldn't have it. And I see so much of that because there's this double sort of standards with with, um, many principles. And is there any set formula for being a father, being a dad, being a parent? No, but again, you have to be accountable and you have a responsibility. And I ask like so many people, are you up to accepting that responsibility? Because your actions, don't tell me so, even though your mouth tells me that you are.
3: I love to talk. Preach, brother, preach! And the church said, "Amen." He's All right, everybody. Fired up we got right now, Ramon,
4: Ton's got me. Go got ahead, Adam. Ton, you got me fired up, bro. You're speaking my language, 100. <laughs> Acting on verba, actions, not words. Show me what you're doing, and I'll prove to you what you want. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me about what you want, but if your actions don't meet what your what your words are, then you're a liar. And I, yep. and I i am a hundred percent down this concept i don't think that anybody should ever be quote ashamed of where they are yep. and also acknowledge that if you're not where you want to be then stop making excuses to continue accepting where you are and it comes also to your physical fitness you're a hundred percent right to your freaking preaching right now i love it so much there's been such a huge shift in community culture and society to 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 accept and acknowledge like you know big is beautiful and look you are you're a beautiful person you're a beautiful person inside and out no matter what your body shape is and also, if you're not living your best life, if you don't have energy, if you're not sleeping well, if you're having health problems, and you want to have a different type of lifestyle, stop making excuses and accepting that where you are is where you want to be. Don't be ashamed of where you are. Just acknowledge that it is, and set a target and take action to get there. Todd, I'm bro. You're gonna be fired up right now, dude. I'm ready. Um, I'm, let's let's handle some. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm texting Scott to get your contact information. i to give
3: you a call. All right, everybody, welcome.
4: (laughs)
1: Good, Scott. I think I don't know if. if, uh... Adam looked up pictures of Todd uh, being all jacked or what? There's We got some bromance going on here. Wow. <laughs> everybody, welcome to and the. No, I'm not giving you his contact information. <laughs>
3: welcome to the Scott Simons Church, everybody. We've just had a guest, Pastor Todd Abrams, in the house. Deacon Adam has rushed to the stage, everybody. Now we're going to have testimony time from the BWC community. All right, you guys know what to do. We have eight minutes to go, and then Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you to, to, uh, to uh, carry us through and bring in Amelia Antonetti. But who wants to unmike? Clearly say your name and ask your question. Don't preach. Unmike. Say your name and let's get one or two questions for Todd Abrams. Unmike. Say your name. Who's first with your question for Todd Abrams? Go.
0: Hey Ramon. Good it's Victor. morning.
3: I heard. Hey Ramon. Who is that? You'll be first. What's your name? Uh, Ramon is Victor. Victor, the mic is yours. Ask your question to Todd, please. Wanted to talk about the uh, maybe a balance between meal prep and actually using uh, Todd's service. Uh, to maybe have the meal, maybe have Todd's uh, delivery to uh, my office and then meal prep at home, both the meals that we eat at home and maybe now and then taking them in. So would love to hear that balance, which could include from time to time. Eating out and just some hints on how to handle that. This is Victor and I'm done.
2: Sure. Hey, Victor. Thanks for the question. And yeah, hundred percent. We have a lot of that. Like we also do family style. So that's like protein, so like, I don't know, eight different protein, steak, chicken, whatever, like all the different carbs, all the different veggies, and you can actually like make your own meals and stuff. But yeah, I don't, it's not whether you get from us or wherever, it's, it's really about just being that, that consistency, right, and having that, that preparation. But yeah, we have a lot of um, people do exactly what you do. We do um, ship anywhere in the US, so overnight. Uh, so we have a lot of businesses and a lot of companies that actually have our food. Um, either individually by employees brought in or by the the family, like by the the business. And then um, people can make their own their own meals at home. And um, whether it's our food or someone else's, I think there is a balance there. Really, what you're doing is just making it convenient for you at work, right at the office. And I'm 100% for eating out and and doing things. Again, it's just making those choices, right? I see so many people say, hey, I'm going to have a cheat day. Well, Well, they've never even started eating healthy. So I'm not a big guy about a cheat day. I'll have what, I don't even term it cheap meal, whatever, but like I have, I love food. I eat food all the time when I go in and I really enjoy it, but it's my actions before that and after that, right? When i am done that meal or whatever, I'm gonna go back to just my my normal regimen of what I eat. And I try to eat like sort of, I probably eat seven times a day, whatever, six times a day, but I'll try to eat three healthy meals a day Um, based on most of those are icon. And I'm a pretty boring guy, so I'm just like a protein and and veggie sort of person. But again, yeah, I think you're using the food, whether it be from us or from the grocery store, it's it's that tool. So 100% agree with you. I think um, having the meals prepared at work, keeping them there, and ready to go, and then going home. And if you enjoyed the meal prep and it's time with your wife or your family, and you're, you're making it, and you have that time, then that's great as well. Uh, our meals are just to be that element of convenience for you, add it into some part of your life if they help you along the way, and then go out and enjoy your food with your wife and stuff. Just be cognizant of what you're putting in your mouth. And uh, again, to me, it goes back to what I said at the start if you really know and want to know, like on your blood work and stuff, then you'll know if you can be putting sugar and all this other whatever in your body, but in moderation, everything goes in moderation as long as you have an overall plan and you're not just going in and I'll call it binging on this and binging on that.
3: I love it, Todd. We got time for one more question then I'm gonna turn it over to Scott Simons in a second here to close us out. I heard a good morning from a lovely voice. Who was that? Say your name and then ask Todd your question. Who said good this morning? This is Queen B from the Bahamas on the train. Queen B from the Bahamas. What's up, girl? Go ahead, ask your question to Todd. West. I am loving the preacher and Todd, quick question for men. And I, I love the part that you were talking about the men, right? Cause like, you know, I just love good men. Anyway, quick question. What about older men? Um, is there like, a aged? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Okay. Is this applied to like for older men or is this like, you know, like midlife crisis, men who go through midlife crisis and they get this big stomach and you know sure. what I'm saying? And so how do you help them?
2: Yeah, I think it's not just older men, like there's, there's younger men younger men they'll typically produce more testosterone, and metabolism's higher, etc. So uh, I tell you, like anyone, I don't know, 35 and older, 30 and older, depending on your condition, right? Because each person's going to be different. But yeah, 100%, like for, for older men, I encourage them to get their, their blood panels done, get their lab work done, because there, there's so many things, like I guarantee you, if you're a male and you're over 35 years old and you're not potentially taking like some form of testosterone or, or, or biohacking, then you're going to go to your normal doctor and the doctor's going to tell you, yeah, your testosterone level is at 200 or whatever. And it's hundred percent normal. That's bull crap because it's not just about like building muscle. People think, "Oh, you're taking testosterone or whatever. And it's because it's a steroid and this and that it's not, it's, it's, you've got to understand it's mental function, clarity, right. For a normal male. And I'm not a doctor. So take this for, for what it is, but normal testosterone level, I would say is anywhere between 800 and 1100 and it's not this guy's going to get jacked in big muscles, but the clarity, the mental, function, being able to function in a business setting with um, a significant other, right? Sex drive, all these different elements. And it's not just testosterone, but it could be like like Adam spoke about, it. thyroid. Well, thyroid affects so many people that they don't know, pituitary glands, kidney gland, kidneys, liver. So yes, 100%, older men, it will help them. Like belly fat typically isn't just because they're eating bad, a lot of times it is, but the last little bit is because potentially their hormones are off their hormones, right? Or going back. And it's a lot of issues in health are caused by GI, which is your, your gut. So many things happen in your gut that people don't even think about that causes other things that, um, I don't know, bloating, they can't pu- properly digest food. So they have, they're holding more fat. Um, there's so many different things, but yeah, I encourage you, any older men, and I'm talking men, like I said, 35 up to 90s can all be optimized by having their hormones checked and balanced and then continually balanced. This is like a car. If you're driving a car, you need to change the oil, right? You need to, I don't know, rotate the tires. You need to get the filters changed. You need it cleaned once in a while. And that's the same thing. But so many people don't look at their body as that. They're like, when something happens, then what happens? Our medical community says take pills and that's not the, 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 the proper process. So yes, hundred percent older man, midlife up get your hormones checked, because it will be a game changer. And if you're speaking for a significant other that you love, it'll be a game changer for romance and different things as well. So not just, but again, yes, 100%.
3: Love this. Listen, everybody. Remot, DM me remote. on IG directly. One second. DM me on IG directly if you would like to get uh, a discount on uh, Icon meals. And I'll turn it over to Adam, and then Adam turned it over to Scott. But Todd, listen. Let's keep rolling together, brother. Offline. But Adam, you, and then Adam turn it over to Scott, and then Amelia's next. I'll
4: keep it. I'll keep it super short. I just wanted to to, to double up with what uh, Todd just said. I'll give you an example of my regimen right now. So you have an idea. I'm I'm almost 40 years old. I started taking um, testosterone replacement therapy when I was 27 because my numbers were so low. And when, what Todd's talking about is that the, the the traditional normal range for most men, well, in, in medical science, they say between 300 and 1,000, right, when you're talking about testosterone levels. When I got my testosterone test when I was 27, I was, I was under 200 parts per million in the test. And so I've been on TRT since I was 27. Now, with that being said, said there's a way to go about it but my, here's my daily routine so you know and uh this also what todd was talking about it benefits everything it benefits sleep it benefits mental acuity middle acuity uh it benefits the ability for your body to metabolize fat processed sugars mm-hmm. it, it supports better sleep uh you have better exercise you have better sexual performance all of these things are part of it i'll tell you i take testosterone twice a week on top of that, I take uh, a very low dose of uh, Cialis every single day, five milligrams. It's I don't care if anybody can know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter to me. It helps. It, it uh, and things like Cialis, believe it or not,
2: they're not blood just load. for
4: yeah. It's a it's a it's a So yeah. it helps nutrients get delivered to the body. Helps with blood pressure.
2: With everything else. Yeah.
4: Everything. The whole nine yards. So so I take testosterone. I take uh, five milligram Cialis every single day. Uh, I'm on top of that. I take a baby aspirin every single day. Um, and uh, I take the baby aspirin in the afternoon, I take my Cialis in the morning, um, I take testosterone twice a week and, and on top of that, if you go to a really good sports uh, medicine doctor or a good hormone therapy doctor, there are other compounds that you can start getting into, like there's an entire list of peptides that you can start getting into that help support the body function, which is a biohacking feature that Todd is Mm -hmm. getting at, so so just so you know, the last the last speaker, ma'am, I heard you speak, just so you know, doesn't matter between the ages of thirty-five and until you're dead, your body as a man starts to transition and your ability for your body to perform diminishes. It's yep. I would highly recommend anybody going and getting these tests done at Taz just recommended because it is it's it changes it changes
3: everything. Hey Scott, all you thank you, Adam. Scott, close us out and then turn to Amelia. Thanks, brother. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Todd, I really appreciate you. You know, you you and I have become friends. I respect you and admire you a lot for everything you stand for. And uh man, I, I just wish you nothing but, but health and success. And you know, if we're on the beach, man, I'm not taking my shirt off. I'm just letting you know, bro. I'll I'll be I'll leave my shirt on and you know and, and roll with you. But um I want to